Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful B Arsenio ZSL podcast. And today I can't get a little bit too loud. I'm a little bit out here in nature, but you guys are still feeling the energy as usual. And like I said, we are supposed to be getting into the second networking event today. Okay. Now, obviously, we talked about the four types of networkers. Okay. Now it's time for us to go into what this is in actuality, you know, like given the real situation to break it down from there. Now, I must apologize because obviously I am using the microphone from my MacBook because, man, my uh, Blue Yeti microphone has failed me once again. But nonetheless, man, I am grateful for this one today. And man, we're doing this literally right before what we have two more of these Business English podcast episodes for uh, the remainder, for the remainder of the year, right? So we got Tuesday and Thursday when I normally debut them. And then that is going to be it for 2021. Man, I could not stress and be grateful enough for all of you out there who have listened to me. Again, this one being, you know, debuting on Christmas Eve, which is one heck of a day. And, you know, last week being one hella of a week. Oh my God, and doing so many different things. I'm back, I'm back at it. And now we're going to listen to situations there will be four of them i will break down each uh, situation after i finish all right so with that being said here we go Uh, let's listen to the first one mr vega Uh, yes of fis that's right yes i thought so randall holmes superway routers and switches perhaps you've heard of us uh Pleased to meet you, Mr. Holmes. Uh, Superway, no, I don't think I have. Well, we're based in San Diego, but I'm from the Zurich office, and I have been trying to speak to you all morning. I'm fairly sure that we are more competitively priced than the suppliers that you're currently using, and so I would like to set up a meeting and run some figures by you. Oh, who are your current suppliers, by the way, if you don't mind my asking? Um, well, actually, we use a number of different suppliers. The thing is, Mr. Holmes... Oh, please call me Randall. Right, Randall. Uh, the thing is, I've arranged to meet someone at uh, ten. Here's my card. Oh, oh my right. God! Thank you. Not even looking at. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Here's mine. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. The thing is, I've arranged to meet someone at ten. So perhaps we could continue this conversation later, or better still, email me some quotes, and I'll uh, give you a call if we're interested. Okay. Great to meet you. <laughs> Bye now. And there it is. So people, okay, so let's talk about this situation. So this guy comes up to him, okay? They're at a networking event and he literally is just trying to hard sell the living hell out of himself. He doesn't try to create any report. He doesn't try to get to know them. He then says, I'm pretty sure we can match what suppliers, uh, what your suppliers are doing. Then he asked him about the current suppliers. And I'm like, listen, if you're going to make like the sensationalist claims saying that you are perfectly priced. You need to understand what the other peoples and the suppliers are priced at. Not say, oh, but who are your suppliers? Oh, wait, oh, you know what? We're not actually better. We're not competitively priced compared to them. You know what I mean? He failed. Not only that, okay? He interrupted him and handed him a business card, okay? And then he was waiting for, obviously, Anton to hand him a a business card back. And I'm just like, Oh, this is terrible. Antoine did a very, very good thing, though. He played a great escape artist role. So we have a hard seller and escape artist. That's basically what's happening here. And he did very well. He said, you know what? If he is interested, 
how about this? You know what? Can we catch up with this conversation at a later date? And after you catch up and after we do that, and you said, better yet, how about you email me some quotes and I'll email you back if we're interested. So this was a great escape artist way of going about doing it and say, you know what, listen, I see you're trying to hard sell me. If we're interested, you can email me some quotes. But to be honest with you, this is basically not a cold call, but a cold conversation. Because Anton's probably not even going to return his email. And if he does return it, he's going to be like, thank you for your quotes. Unfortunately, space, 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 fill in the blank. This is basically what happens when you try hard selling people. And all of you have been through that situation where you've been hard sold to. All right. You know, just, re you know, just recently I was walking in the mall and everything. And then I realized that, you know, there is two specific individuals. Um, well, no, no, actually it was just one. And he had a card. And he tried giving it to me and I was like, uh, no, you know, and sometimes, you know, even my students tell me that, you know, sometimes these people approach them in malls and say, do you have a credit card? And in other countries that could be unbelievably and highly offensive. And this can make people get fired very, very quickly. You don't ask them if you, do you have a credit card? Uh, I've had women come up to some of my students who are female students and say, oh my God, your skin looks so bad. Oh my God, your hair is so thin. They would just insult them in hopes that they would land them as a customer. This is a negatory, all right? Do not har sell. You don't have to do anything. You just a lot of people, you know, I don't, I don't have to sell myself. I don't sell myself on this podcast. Okay. I just become exactly what I am sought after, you know? Um, and you know, the, the reputation and everything speaks for itself because how have I been able to land, you know, it's better yet. One of the, the biggest bank here in Thailand. Okay. Bangkok bank, um, year and a half later without having any legitimate courses, this lady emails me. She then calls me, okay, after not speaking to her in about, oh my God, this had to be probably about 20 months saying, Arsenio, how much you price this and that? You know what? We're going to be having some classes, you know, some courses coming up. We would like you to do this. How about materials? I said, don't worry about that. She's like, oh my God, you're so great because she dealt with a very, very toxic organization before. And now she's just going to deal with me directly. That's me and what I do speaking for itself. When someone comes back to me 20 months later and I could do something like that, there it is. I don't need to say anything else. So if you have to come up to someone and try hard selling the shit out of someone, you are going to fail nine times out of 10. And that's just how it is. <laughs> so let's go into the next one. Okay. Now there are going to be a lot of different roles and people playing these different types of roles too. So in this one, oh yeah, you're gonna love it. So, as I was saying, Beauclerc has been in business now for over 120 years, and we have always been at the forefront of pharmaceutical research. Yes, and I would imagine that you require very sophisticated IT systems to manage the different areas of your research? In fact, I don't know if you know this, but we played a major part in the development of the first tuberculosis vaccine. Really? Mm. In my day, it was all about molecular modeling. But today, of course, gene therapy is the thing. Biotechnology. It has completely changed the pharmaceutical industry, I can tell you. Yes, it must have. So what sort of IT arrangement do you have at the moment? And quantum chemistry. <laughs> There's something you've probably never even heard about. No, I must confess I haven't. 
Ah, yes, let me tell you, it's very exciting. You should come and see all the research. <laughs> so, what do we call this specific individual? Obviously, this is an autobiographer. And one of the biggest issues in dealing with people like this is you got to have an escape route. And it's unfortunate because he's over here asking questions blatantly right in front of her face. And she's just going on and on and on about herself. And listen, showing, and again, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win and Influence People, showing that you have a general interest. We've already talked about the listen method. We've gone over so many different techniques and how I'm able to establish influence and you know, uh, with different people who I come in contact with and, you know, how I'm just very, very excellent at being a conversationalist because I get people to talk about things that they love to do. And I'm an, a very effective listener. And it's just, you know, I build this up over time and obviously doing a lot of personal development work, you know, getting ready to, you know, kick off some really, really big courses next year uh, in terms of me taking it to the next level becoming certified in like, you know, transformation coach and high performance coaching and stuff like that. So then I could scale much larger, but this right here is what hurts my ears. And you could be one of those people where have you ever met? Come on, people, you've gone to a party and someone just goes, blah, 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 blah. And always ask them questions. You know, people who really, who I find very, very annoying are people who introduce themselves to their salaries right after their name. Hello, I'm Arsenio. You know, uh, I work for the, you know, I'm the CEO of this company. I have a startup and we've earned this much and this, that right there. You guys may have heard it before. It's unbelievably annoying. I don't give a damn about your money. Show me what you've done. What is your impact on lives? I don't care about your impact in terms of you and your own finances. All right. And so if you continue to go on and on and on about yourself, and I'm going to give you this last story. There was a gay, a, a guy named Ray. He was one of the teachers. He was a very, you know, that's going to have to be talked about in some other podcasts and whatnot, because he was an individual that lied about so many different things that didn't really make sense. But that's not, you know, I'm not going to continue with that specific thing. That'll be for something else. But nonetheless, he was someone where I went to a dinner with him. I'm over here just trying to enjoy a night. And this guy, was so emotionally attached to his past life. We're talking two hours of him talking about hotels and situations at the hotel. And I'm just like, man, can we talk about something interesting, please? Can we, can I say something about me? Oh my God, man. Listen, autobiographers are the worst. If you're one of those people, how to win and influence you, you know, you, you know, yourself and how to show that you, you know, show interest in other people. And of course, you know, the whole, you know, the, what is it? The listen method. So let's go on to the next one. In this situation, unfortunately, Anton just played the role of a, oh my God, I feel so bad about, you know, for this girl. And that lady ended up being obviously the autobiographer. So let's go. So you see, with a one. supply chain management system like this, you don't ever need to waste money upgrading for new features you don't require. Oh, really? <clears throat> well, no, you just add on what you want uh, through a series of apps. In a way, it works just like a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Lucy. This is who you really need to be speaking to about this, Anton. Lucy Tan, CIO from Northern Star Transport. Lucy, this is Anton Vega, sales manager for FIS. Pleased to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. 
They design management information systems like yours. Didn't you say you were in the market for a new SEM system? Um, well, we might be. Perfect. Well, I'll leave you two to talk business. I must go and say hello to Adrian. Poor man. No one's said a word to him since he finished his talk. So you, you say you're thinking of replacing your SEM system? Um, well, it's not a priority right now, but yes, we are looking at upgrading the system. Well, it's fortunate I'm here because... Uh... You see? Okay, so that is situation three. This lady, obviously just saying, oh, really? She wasn't showing interest at all. And listen, if you're one of those people who are trying to hard sell, as Anton was trying to do there and just trying to sell himself, listen, you got to understand what is when someone is not interested. And it's so easy, especially me dealing with so many different people from so many different worlds. You know, and, and I get a lot of ESL podcasters that actually follow me. They, they could be from Mexico. They could be from any country. And sometimes I'm just like, Hey, thank you so much for following me. How do you know about me? They just say Spotify. And I'm like, oh, what podcast are you listening to? You know, da, 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 thank you so much for listening to me. Toeful. They're showing that, again, you know, this could be just them. Now, again, some uh, other people would be up and over the moon for me to respond to them and say, oh, my God, thank you so much. I love your podcast, this and that. Those specific individuals who follow me, it's not that they're assholes it's that that they are maybe introverts you know you know that that label has been thrown around and is very you know sensationalized and commercialized in present day i'm an introvert no you just don't like talking to people because you're scared and you're fear you're fearful that's all there is to it you're just an ass that's all no offense to anyone out there who believes that they are introverts i was an introvert too and you know what that was it was just me being fearful of other people not accepting me as a friend. <laughs> that was 19 years ago when I was a baby. And guess what? I'm the king of kings now. Anyways, let's focus. Now, going back to those specific individuals who would just follow me on Instagram and just give me about two or three words. Sometimes I would just like, uh, I would be so annoyed. I'd be like, man, get out of here. And I block them. But to be honest with you, they end up just unfollowing themselves within anywhere between a 24 hour to maybe a one month period, you know, and then that's the end of it. Um, you know, I've had, you know, uh, I think there was one Japanese girl, one girl from Taiwan. I can't remember where, but they were very standoffish or they were like, really like, like, like kind of rudish. Uh, had someone else from Chile, a little bit rudish, uh, Argentina, but it doesn't really matter, right? I've had great Argentinians actually follow me. I've had one, I've had Chilean students and I love them like I do my next breath. I've had great clients from Chile. Um, I haven't had any clients obviously from Japan because it's very hard for them to extend trust, right? Uh, but nonetheless, I learned from it and I know, okay, this person is showing no general interest and it's not that they're bad people. It's not about their country or this or that. Maybe they just don't know how to, maybe they're just, really bad at being a conversationalist. That's it. But when I know someone's not interested, I don't message them anymore. I have an application that so shows me who unfollows me. And when they unfollow me, they just get blocked. That's all there is to it. No harm done. No harm done. You know, but again, thank you for listening to my podcast at some point. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Block. I'm not going to send them that message. You want to follow me? You, there's always a cause and effect to everything you do. So in saying that, 
<sighs> let's go into the last one. All right. But remember the key word here at the very end, when that escape artist hurry up and got out of there, she said that she's looking, she's, um, it's something that they need to replace. It's not a priority, but it's something they need to replace in the future. And then Anton goes on and on and on. So here we go. Here is uh, the last one. So that's the whole system. Are there any other questions you'd like to ask me? No, I don't think so. I think I've got a pretty good idea now of how this might improve efficiency for us. Great. So shall we fix a time to meet and look at some figures? Um, well, as I said, it's not <laughs> really a priority for us right now. Oh. I mean, this is all very interesting, but I'd have to have my tech team take a look at it first. For something so specialised, I need their input before proceeding any further. So why don't I let you do that and give you a call in, say, a week? Um... How about Wednesday? Or would Thursday suit you better? Uh, well, Thursday would be better than Wednesday. It would have to be in the morning, though. Okay. Shall we say 11? Uh, yes, all right. 11's fine. Great. I'll uh, speak to you again then. Uh, nice to meet you. Yes, likewise. And if you... <laughs> I love this one so much. The whole thing... It, how, listen, this girl, you can hear by her voice. But the thing is, she bit the bait. She's like, it would have to be in the morning, right? And again, you can hear her hesitation. She kept saying, uh, 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 that's showing that she is not interested, Okay. It's, she wants to do it. She would like to do it in the future. Okay, but right now it's not a priority. And then he said, oh. And then she said, I would have to, you know, get in touch with my tech team. And that was a big no-no. That was another gambit that he clinged onto. Something that he could say, okay, how about you contact your tech team and let's get on a call in about one week. And then she hesitated some more. And then she said, oh, but it would have to be in the morning. And then again, listen, if I were her, obviously I already know what she's going to do. She's just going to block his number, block his email or something like that. She'll never speak to him again, right? That's basically what happens all the time. He did a really bad job at hard selling her into doing something that she didn't want to do to begin with. I would never do that. And, you know, when people ask me about my courses and I know that some, uh, you know, uh, you know, the latest one, uh, Brazilian, uh, she was referred over through Thais who got a 2700 TOEFL speaking. She came to me and, you know, she was like, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in coaching. I said, how about this? Let's get on a coaching call. Let me see where you are first. And we did that. And guess what? After giving her, which is like a jab, jab, meaning a give, give, then she ultimately said, okay, you know what? Let's do five hours. I'll get that package. We'll start next week. It's not me saying, okay, would you like to buy? Would you like to buy? Because guess what? It goes from doing something and, you know, with like, what is it? If you have something with expectation, that, that ends up loopholing into manipulation. So last year, when I had a lot of those, uh, let's just say, Oh my God, the people, what is it? The P, PWM, the people without money, okay? This is basically a lot of folks who were just looking for free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. They were just trying to take advantage of me because I didn't know my costs and I didn't have my grounds or anything, which is totally fine because it's something that I have to learn about. Well, what ended up happening was, you know, some people try haggling me down to even just like get $1 for a class, a girl from Pakistan, um, there was, uh, there was a group of five people. Okay. 
and they were all Filipino nurses. And I totally understand financial situations, but they were just going to pay me $2. I believe, you know, to be honest with you, I think they were going to pay me $2 for five hours of a course. And guys, that's literally, I would be making, oh my God, listen, that's 40 cents per person. That, that 40 cents an hour, disgraceful. But at the same time, it was me not knowing my market price, my marketability, and maybe going into a specific, let's say, you know, specific group, Keith's Mastermind IELTS group, and saying, hey, I will help people for free, a free one-hour coaching. So then I had a lot of people who looked at me as just free, and that's one of the issues because when, they, when you're given something for free, they're going to always expect it to be free. Right. And so I wasted. And yes, it was an unbelievable amount of waste, maybe 30 hours of my life over the span of a month, given these IELTS students, five of them of which, or I think six to seven of them of which came back and said, oh, I got my score. Oh, I got my score. Oh, I got my score because that one hour free consultation. You see what I mean? No, I already knew I was capable of doing that. But at the same time, I do not want to make myself look cheap ever again. And so if people do come to me and there are, you know, there's, I still get, you know, some of those ridiculous ass fools, you know, messaging me on uh, Facebook probably once a month, you know, once every two months. Oh, can you check my work for free? Can you check my essay for free? And I block them. I'm like, get the hell out of my face. Absolutely not. And this is why with my pricing and everything, uh, my TOEFL IBT uh, coaching hours are now up to $35 an hour at the beginning of the year, you know, because I know my market price, right? That's number one. Number two, well, if I look at everything that I'm doing right now in present day and all these big time companies are coming up, I would like to do courses, okay, with having maybe four to about eight students per class, not courses, but classes for TOEFL IBT, both reading, writing, well, I'm sorry, not both, but reading, writing, listening, and speaking, and each student would pay, let's say, $20 an hour to join that class. And so that makes it a hell of a lot better, right? Because then obviously I'm scaling, I'm making more money in less time rather than just saying, okay, this student, this student, this student. Now I know my price and it helps a lot more going forward. So in saying that people, I do not market myself as looking cheap anymore, okay? If someone comes to me and says, oh, can I have a discount? Can I have a discount? Can I have a discount? I say, listen, there is YouTube. There is Spotify. There is my Facebook page and my Instagram. Best of luck to you. And the people who say discount, 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 they don't know who I am. The people who do know who I am, obviously, on here on Spotify, they are absolutely willing to pay any price because they know exactly how great I am. See what I mean? So people are always trying to haggle you if you do not well, if they don't know you, and of course, if you do not know your worth. So I'm very fortunate that I don't mess with those types of markets anymore, especially IELTS students, because very, very time-wasting stuff. And again, I would be taken advantage of in terms of my money all the time, and especially my time, which got completely stripped of. Out of all those consultations, I remember I got about 100 comments, or maybe, yeah, it was about 100 to 120 comments. And none of them ended up paying me, not one of them. 120 comments. There were like, oh, there were quite a few time wasters. So I ended up blocking them. Um, I had a, probably upwards to like 30 to maybe 40 students who actually went through with the consultations. 
None of them paid whatsoever. That's what a podcast is for, to show my work through podcasts so that if they are interested, here it is, okay. And that, you know, that's the end of it. But yeah, it ended up being quite a disaster. So I learned a lot from obviously 2019. Uh, and that was obviously during COVID because I was still trying to find my, you know, my place and everything online. And then when I started going into different markets and people actually started paying me the money, I said, okay, here we go. So I don't deal with that anymore. Now with webinars, okay, they're $5. If you can't afford $5, you're not in my market. You could go find someone else that could pay cheaper. Sorry. Course, $57, okay? All, by the way, courses will be coming up to, uh, well, they'll be slashed as a matter of fact, for just the last week of this month, and then it'll be going back up to regular price. But that's why I have diff three different price ranges. I have webinars, okay? I have courses, and then I have the coaching. And then group coaching is going to be coming up real soon. So <sighs> people, you don't have to hard sell if they already know how great you are at what you do, period. Apple doesn't have to hard sell themselves. They know that they have brand loyalty. And they know that they have these consumers locked in, right? It's called customer lock-in. So they don't have to say, oh, yeah, I think you should buy this. They don't have to do that. They just say, hey, we're debuting. Okay, and then there it is. My product's going to sell billions upon billions. There it is. That's how Apple does it. That's the Apple way, you know? But if you're in a small market and you're just starting out, you need things and you need to have a podcast and a YouTube channel and a Facebook page and all these other different things to show people how great you are at your craft and that you are not a spoof, okay? I don't even know if I use that word right, but that's someone who's basically faking it, right? So nonetheless, guys, that is the end of this podcast. That's the end of this rant. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. You better stay tuned for more over and out.